Welcome to Tice Talks, episode 8, entitled Man Talks. Our guest for today's program is the missions and children's pastor at Liberty Baptist Church. His name is Pastor Neil Berkey, and we know that the conversation today is going to be a blessing and encouragement to you. It's also a joint broadcast today. Uh, Today's episode aired as part of Pastor David Tice's Liberty Live radio ministry that he's had during this coronavirus pandemic. If you haven't enjoyed Liberty Live yet, I would encourage you, follow Pastor Tice on on Facebook. Just search for David Tice, hit like, and every Tuesday through Saturday morning from 10 to 11 a.m. Pacific time for the duration of the coronavirus uh, pandemic, Pastor Tice is doing a live hour of programming, and you can tune in for that. You can submit questions for that, and it is a, it is a ministry that he will be continuing uh, until we are able to meet together in person. So we hope you'll check that out, and we hope today's episode is a blessing and encouragement to you. We're going to head over there right now. I have the privilege of having in the studio with me this morning, not just my wife as normal. Say hello, Anna. There's Anna, and then uh, uh, Crystal is with us, of course, as, as she always is. But we also have my son-in-law, Uh, Neil Berkey, uh, our associate pastor here at Liberty Baptist Church. He's in charge of our children's ministry. He's in charge of our missions ministry. Uh, And uh, he is also in charge of many aspects of reaching out into the community, our evangelism and outreach. And uh, so thrilled to have him here uh, with us. We're talking today about the conversation that men should have with their children, men particularly have with their boys. They have a lot of conversations with their children, I'm sure. But uh... but about about growing older, about intimacy, about uh, the change uh, in life, and and how to prepare for adolescence and then for adulthood. Yeah. And um, uh, I think it's so important that um, that children interact or that parents do interact with their children about everything. We try to have uh, a total openness in our, um, in our uh, home uh, about everything so that we felt like kids, our children could talk to us about anything from raising cats and dogs to drugs to, to, uh, to marital intimacy. And we wanted that to be a total openness. We wanted to have had that, have that openness. I want to yeah, share. I want I'm to excited share. to be with you today. Well, I'm glad that you're here. I won't tell the other uh, brother-in-laws uh, about what you said earlier about the, being the favorite, and uh, that that maybe a, a little. That's a good thing because that awkward. might that might be. <laughs> you know, you might have to confess some sin. <laughs> there, I'm going to read to you something from uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 as we get in, as we get into this and then I'm basically going to turn a lot of this program over to Pastor Neil because he has so much insight um, the bible says this in in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 uh, God says this uh, furthermore I'm going to read verses 1 through 8 it says furthermore when uh, then we beseech you brethren uh, and exhort you, that is, we're encouraging you by the Lord Jesus, that uh, as you have received of us how we ought to walk to please God, so you, you, you would abound more and more. God wants us to live to please yeah. him. For ye know what commandments we gave you by the word of the Lord, by the word of the Lord Jesus. For this, now listen to these words, this is the will of God, even your sanctification 
that you abstain from fornication. Now, fornication in the Bible means any type of sexual sin. Uh, it could mean uh, uh, he could be talking about adultery, which is breaking the marriage vows, or premarital sex, sex before marriage, or homosexuality, or lesbianism, uh, uh, bigamy, uh, polygamy, pornography, any type of sexual sin is described as fornication. Then it says, and he says, look, this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that everyone should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles, which know not God, that none, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such, and uh, as we have also forewarned you and testified. It's obvious in Scripture, uh, Neil, that, that God wants us to feel free to talk about these things, that, there sure. is, that he freely talks about all of these things. In fact, you read through the Bible and there is, there's story after story of immorality and then God reconciling people unto themselves. There's, there's stories about, uh, about polygamy. There's stories about uh, incest. All of those things, God freely talks about these things. And we need to understand that. We need to be aware of that. Uh, for that reason, as as our kids were growing up, we freely talked to them about these things. People, they would ask us questions, and we would answer them age-specific questions. Uh, we would answer in an age-specific fashion. Um, what I what I asked uh, Pastor Neil to come and talk to us about today specifically was uh, he has developed uh, a method of teaching his children, I guess I would say that he's taken it one step beyond where we were, or more than many steps beyond where we were. Uh, we had no one instructing us about how to raise children. We had nobody t t teaching us. Uh, we had, actually, we had one great teacher, James Dobson, yeah, and then when we were in teacher. college, there was a couple of others. But uh, So we just had to learn as we went and, and read. Uh, I'm thrilled to see how you are raising my grandchildren. I, I'm thrilled to, to hear how you are talking to our children on a regular basis. So I've asked you to come on and talk today uh, in this uh, episode. It's, it's a, actually a combined episode of uh, Live at Liberty, and we're also going to air this on Tice Talks, uh, yeah. which is a podcast that we have where it's more than just a conversation. It's talking about things that are, that are practical for our lives. So when you're talking to your children, when it comes to that that time in their life where you are, you you, you they they begin they they get curious, their lives are changing. Uh, you have several steps that you go through yeah. to uh, train uh, your children and talk to your sons, particularly absolutely about about the maturing process. And so, I'd like you to share with us. Uh, the, those things that you do, and and then if I have questions while you're talking, I'll just I'll just interrupt and ask ask the questions. But share with us absolutely th those steps that you take sure. uh, in order to communicate with your children. Sure. First of all, thanks for tuning in for uh, for this episode. Also, if you're joining us uh, live, maybe in the comments you have questions too. We uh, have time at the end. We'd love to be able to get to those as well. In addition to your questions, um, I think one as as a preface to this this conversation. Um, many times it seems, or 
the world puts it in a way to seem awkward talking to your children who you birthed really about sex, about what really training your children uh, to be good citizens, not only that, but be fruitful as God, obviously you, you, you read here, as God wants us to be have that freedom to talk to our kids about. And it's so essential because the more that, um, the more that each individual has that comfortability or that knowledge, the more successful that they're going to be in their life, their marriage, which is what God truly designed. Um, so I, and, and we haven't figured this out. Charity and myself have not figured this out by any means. Uh, but we're learning even as we go through this, the importance of raising our children um, as God would have us to be. So um, someone said this probably um, several years ago, and I've kind of adapted it, but um, each parent uh, goes through several phases with their kids. In fact, whenever you first have a child, um, that first phase from zero to two years old is you're really basically their caregiver. You're just, um, you're just feeding them, you're burping them, changing diapers. I, I used to give that over to my wife. Yeah. That, that particular area, I, I felt that that was something that <laughs> she was more ad, ad, adept to than I was. Yeah, it's it's a difficult job. It's a I, difficult job. For I'm, sure. I'm very, very thankful. Well, what a good man. What a and she, <laughs> so, so, I do have weaknesses in my life. <laughs> we're all working and striving and working okay. through this. So, uh, so that first stage is the caregiver. The second stage is from really from three to uh, to puberty. And that's the area of being a cop. So what you're doing is you're really setting laws, setting boundaries, helping them to understand there's an authority in their life that they need to follow. So that that cop, that person who is is training them, it's all it's all following the law basically. And so so from that age, and then from the next now, age, now when you talk about being a cop, you're not talking about being this guy with a big stick, but you're sure. talking about compassionate. Uh, uh, sharing with your children. Right. Here's the rules, and you have to teach them the rules. You have Absolutely. To, you have to say, look, you, this is you're you're a child of God. Uh, you represent God, and um, and and you're going to grow up to. And so you have to lay out the law. So there's so, a difference between a dictator and um, and an authoritarian. Yeah. And so obviously, uh, that dictator says it's it's my way. Doesn't give any. Uh, guidelines or understanding for a child to say, okay, a question or being open to dialogue, but that authoritarian says, hey, this is, uh, I'm, I'm providing a loving care and explains through the whole process. So yeah, whenever I say that cop, many times we think of that strict person. That's not at all what I'm talking about. I'm talking specifically about, as God says, train, train them up in the way that they should go, or um, it's the fathers provoke not your children to wrath. Yeah. So it's that, that nurture Yes. And the admonition. There's Absolutely. the teaching and the discipline, and there's that loving discipline, uh, that balance that has to be there in order for your children to respond to the rules. So, And so, that's, that's so th- challenging because that starts at, at, many times people have termed it the terrible twos, but it really starts at that two, three age. They're starting to get their own will. They're starting to get their own, um, the, what they want to do. And that starts at that, you know, to right coming off of the caregiving. So yeah. you're taking care of that child. Um, now they're going into the phase of where you're now having to be the authority over that child. Okay, so so you got the caregiver. You have the caregiver. And you have the cop. Yeah. And then what's the third C? So so the third one is the coach. Okay. So and and really that's going to be the phase that we're talking about is from the cop to so you're overseeing a lot of their activity and really um, directing them to really coaching them on to to becoming the the man the dad that they're going to be so there's a lot of emotional involvement there's a lot of physical involvement um 
there's a lot of mental even involvement because there's so many hormones that are going through uh, your kids' lives at this age. And this goes from puberty all the way till till uh, they're in college. Yeah. So you have, and I'm telling you, I think that's an exciting sight, exciting time. It, oh, it, it is. Can be, it can be a very, very challenging time. It can be a time where you are frustrated and your children are frustrated because, again, of of uh, all of that's going on in their bodies, things they want to do, and you're teaching them how to control their passions. That's what First Thessalonians is talking about, learning how to possess your vessel, and you're teaching your children how to possess their vessel. You're teaching them how to get things under control. And uh, that's what we're talking about particularly yeah. today. The last phase is uh, the consultant, and that's kind of post, post-graduate, uh, really through the rest of their life. Now, we've not gotten to that phase in our uh, charity and myself, have not gotten to uh, that phase in our, in our life with our children yet. I got to that phase. I'm glad you did. I did. I Without even phase. wiping many bottoms. That's right. I, well, you, again, there are things that are de- that are <laughs> that are designated for the ladies, and uh, so uh, my wife is smiling at me and waving. You know, I did my I did my fair share of those. So, just so well, you know, I'm glad you're a good man. I'm glad that you've learned from my mistakes. <laughs> and, uh, so the the um, the the so that consultant time is when and once your children are out of your home uh, and you are now. Uh, there to say, and by the way, if you if you're the right type of caregiver, if you're if you're the right yeah, type of cop, I love where if you're, you're the right type of what a coach. Yeah. Then when you when you when your children are gone, they're going to call on up and saying, "Hey, what do I do about this? Yeah. What do I do about that?" You're not forcing your way into their life, but you're always available to them. There is a time where you have to say, "These are now gods, and they're no longer mine." In fact, they were always gods, but they're no longer under my direct authority. And so they're going to do what they're going to do, and you take your hands off. But if you've done those things right, yeah. then they'll want your input. That's a great point because as you have, as you, and, and by no, no means, none of us are perfect. All we're doing is striving to be like Christ, and we're always going to fall short of that. But uh, spending time with God each and every day helps us become more like Him. But the more that we do that better and like Christ— the more that we will see some responsiveness as they get out of the house, as they start training their children, hey, what do I do in this area? Or what should I do with this job? And uh, that's where ultimately we all want to be. So this talk is really designed to help parents navigate the talk. Uh, So as we have outlined those different stages. um, Let me me just say this, just for those of you who are watching, you may be saying, why does he have that thing stuck in his face? And why is that covering his face? Well, number one, I think sometimes he needs to have his face covered. But number two, we are doing a simulcast. This is for our podcast, for Tice Talks, and this is also for our daily radio viewers. So uh, radio viewers, radio listeners, and this is also part of Liberty Live. So uh, in order for uh, him to be heard on our podcast, he has to have that. Is that correct, Crystal? That's correct. Okay, in order, and you've got to have that microphone in, in front of you. I didn't actually have it turned on. Okay, so, oh, okay, we're we're okay. Yes. There we go. Okay. Here I am. <laughs> so, Hello. So he has to have that microphone in front of his face for the podcast. If I, if I hold it like this, it really is very. Yes. Um, so that microphone is not as advanced as uh, your microphone. Okay. But um, you know, neither am I. I'm not nearly as advanced as you are. So okay. uh, quit talk, you get <laughs> quit talking about my weight. I'm just talking. I'm, I'm sick of you talking so about that, my weight. So that that microphone is just. Um, 
a little bit particular, so you have to hold it a specific way okay. in order to be heard. All right. Well, so that's why that's why this is going on. So uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I really it's do fine. Wanna, I really do want to hear what what are the things that you do when it comes to dealing with your son um, uh, about about uh, when you're talking to him about these things of maturing. In his yeah, life. great question. So um, so outlining these stages is a big understanding or helpful and knowing kind of when to, to ask and when to start um, developing this. So it's uh, between that cop phase and the coach phase is really that you're going to have this dialogue. Now, I, there's been many people who come from, uh, who have a single parent home. So maybe the mom is raising uh, the child and she says, I don't have a husband necessarily, or I don't have, you know, someone that can talk to them. I want to give you this, uh, ladies, complete permission. Somebody has to have this discussion with your child. And so I want to give you um, that ease and comfort to be able to have that conversation because if not, somebody's going to have that conversation with them. Listen, my dad died when I was 10 years old and the conversations I had about intimacy and about uh, the uh, immorality was with with other 10-year-old friends on the um, uh, out in the in the in the yard in the, yeah. in, at, and in PE and and uh, all the things that were totally inappropriate and the dirty jokes and all of those kind of things, uh, th- that's where I got my education because my mom didn't know what to talk about. Good godly mother, she didn't know what to say to a te- te- to a teenage boy. Sure. And um, uh, w- so so uh, you need to understand as a lady, you have that opportunity. Yeah. You can, y- there's some books that they can get. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll reference those at those. the very end, yeah. Y- you, you need to be able to do that if you're, uh, if you don't have a husband, if you're a single mom, if you're in that situation, uh, then you need to have that. Yeah. There's also, are you going to talk about the fact that they could have, if there's a godly man that they yeah, know? Yeah, a mentor, okay. a mentor that they trust. Now, obviously, you are molding your child, um, but th- it would have to be someone that you s- trust um, in talking to your child about this. And because um, this is a very, it's a very sensitive subject, but also they're starting to uh, formulate how they think and what even the information that they're given. So the kind of the mission of this is really kind of threefold. Uh, one is to give the establishment of, uh, of biblical sexuality um, for, for the child. So helping them to understand specifically how God made them and, and their purpose. Uh, secondly is to build a relationship with you as a parent. And then finally understand um, and recognize that uh, there's a transition in happening here in their life. They're going from being a child to really transitioning to becoming an adult and that conversation has to happen so as this transition happens um uh, it for me it's um understanding this for me happened about maybe six or seven years ago understanding that i needed to have this conversation with my son there was a book that i read um in fact you you prefer you um mentioned james dobson i love james dobson uh, he's such a great uh speaker but he gives practical ways, and that's what people miss out on today. It was a book called uh, uh, Leaving Your Legacy, and he talked about, you know, when you're gone, you're out of the picture, you need to leave a legacy, and the wheels started turning in my mind, and I thought, I need to do something in my life with my son, with our sons, whenever they hit that point, and so I've talked to several mentors of mine, you included, uh, what, how does that look like? What does this talk, uh, how does this become about how does this come together and there was we came to um charity me as we've talked to we came to the decision the determination that uh we called it man talks 
so whenever they come to this point, we are going to talk to our children about sex. We're going to talk to uh, we I'm my, myself talking to our sons and then Charity talking to our girls. So what, what do you do? So we, we've come to the point you got to have a conversation. What does that look like? I'm going to give you three things, and then from there I'm going to break down what each of these talks looks like. So uh, under these, what do you do during these man talks? You, number one, have to have a schedule. You have to schedule a time. That means um, you have a time you have a time that you sit down and you schedule in your calendar. Because if you do not schedule it, it's not going to happen. So you have to schedule it in your calendar of when you're going to meet with your child. Now, I meet with our children once a month, each of our children. Now, I don't meet with all of our children each month. But each of our children have a time that I spend with them personally. Usually, it's about an hour to three hours. I go and I do something fun with them. Now, I don't talk with them about uh, this subject matter each and every time I go, but I have I have something I'm doing with them. So you schedule a time, which leads me to the second thing. So you have four children, so there are so four you, children. So you could over four, uh, once a month, once a week, you could uh, have a different child. That es- you could do essentially, that meeting with each one of them three times a year. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, And what I'm doing is I'm building in them a relationship. I'm building in them, um, um, I'm building in them principles and that I want to see developed in their life. So which kind of leads to the second thing. Uh, Number one is schedule a time. Number two is have a purpose. So sometimes people get together with their kids and they'll watch TV, which that's fine. But I want to develop certain things in my kids' life that I'm building in them, not Disney or not um, you know other shows that are building in them. I want to personally build in my kids, and so um, even even church shows, even church like, shows, uh, yeah, or vi- yeah, adventures in adventures in Odyssey, yeah. yeah. So it's not just one side, but you know, I want to put together in my kids. I want to develop them, and um, I think it's important too that they see you as a spiritual leader. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, and so so you got to have a plan what you're going to do. And then um, number three is remain open for conversation. So, so this is the idea of this is remaining open for conversation is you're accountable uh, one to another. So as I am, as I'm sharing with them, I'm developing an openness so they can come to me. So if I didn't spend time with my kids, uh, if I went home and, you know, didn't really spend time with them, they're not going to have that openness feel with me. And what I want to create through these times that I spend with them, especially our boys is this openness, this dialogue, this um, this uh, op- this accountability, really, f- uh, for me and for them. And I can say this, that when you're talking to Neil's boys and his girls, uh, when you're talking to them, they are very open. They are very, very, they, they, they are very discreet. Uh, they are very open. Uh, they are very uh, willing to talk to you about anything, and that that is a tremendous characteristic. There's, they're not intimidated uh, to tell you their thoughts and their their uh, feelings, uh, and there's no there's no sneaking behind your back type of thing. There, there's an open. Oh, they're totally different personalities. All they do, all four of them. They but very they're, much do. But they are very, very open about who they are and what they think and what they're thinking about. Yeah. So, so these talks, um, you have to have a plan. What you're going to do, you have to have a schedule, and then you have to create a dialogue. So, those are the three things of what it's for. So, at each of the man talks, as we start to develop what a man talk is, um, at each one of these, there's certain things that have to happen within this man talk. Number one is you're giving information. So at this man talk, and that kind of results with the plan, what you're trying to do, you're giving information. So there's, there is information that you're relaying to them, facts. You're just pouring out facts to them. 
Um, the second thing um, that I've kind of developed is that there's something that you're asking from them. So, so you're not just giving them facts, but you're going to ask them to do something. And we'll, we'll explain that a little bit further as we get into the different talks. And then the last one is, is that you are going to give them a gift. So as a dad, um, as we've gone to with, uh, with our oldest son, uh, Trey, as we've gone to each one of these, we have, I've given him a gift for each one of these. And so, um, but I've given him facts, but also I've called him to do something. So it's not just giving, giving, giving. I want something from him in return, something that I want him to do as a result of this. And so what that shows me is he's grabbing the information that I've relayed to him. He's, he's holding that, but now he's doing something with that. It's, and what I'm doing is I'm, I'm, I'm holding his heart. I'm endearing myself, himself, basically to me, which is what I want to do because yes. whenever he's 16, 17, 18 years old and I'm not cool anymore, uh, which is going to be, it's a difficult thing I, for me I, to fathom. I never stopped being cool. You never stopped no, being I cool. Am. In fact, my grandkids <laughs> think I'm cool. They do. We, you know, we promote that a lot in our house. So, um, but, but whenever they're 16 and 16 years of age, I want them to understand whenever I say something that they may not agree with, I want them to know They've poured time into my life. They've, they've showed me how to live. They've, they've cared about me. And, um, and that's going to be a huge weighing factor to what they're going to do because I'm building and formulating their conscience, and which is so essential. I tell people that you need to pursue your children's heart. Yeah. You need to pursue their heart. Uh, that ought to be your number one goal as a couple. Uh, as an individual, I want to pursue my wife's heart. As a couple... Together, we want to pursue our children's hearts. So I appreciate that. Yeah. So, um, so each of these man talks. Let me just debrief one more time. Uh, there's you got to have a schedule scheduled in. Uh, from that schedule, got to have a plan, and then create dialogue. And then, as you're scheduling these man talks, you got to give facts. What are you going to relay? Um, as you determine what you're going to relay, you're going to give a gift. And then from that gift, um, you are going to ask something from them. So let's get into the let's get into these. There's three different ones that we have, and these are scheduled different times. So um, they're usually not back to back. They're usually maybe once a year, um, depending on how much they ask information. So this is a lot of determination upon the child yeah, who, and who and the, their who the child is. Yeah, yeah. and their information um, that they they have. So coming up to the man talks, what we've done is we ask we would ask our ch- um, our kids. Um, um, coming into this conversation, we would ask them, hey, what, we'd pull them aside and be like, hey, has anybody ever talked to you about um, about uh, different body parts or anything like that? We'd just ask them this stuff to kind of get an idea of what they knew. And um, and then from that, that's where I would prepare for um, the man talk. So when we go out to the man talks, let me just give you a little bit of details of the first man talk, what that would look like. So as we go out, we plan that I plan the whole night. Um, and for the first one, it's not too much. It's not too, um, it's not a huge event, but the idea is this, is you're going to give basically the anatomy, uh, of, of, of guy parts, girl parts. So you're naming things at this point. And then also I described too what it, what it looks like having a walk with God. So I'm starting to develop their walk with God and starting to give them information about, Basically, it's an anatomy lesson. Okay. And so we do that over over um, a meal. So we go out to eat, um, and then at this at this dinner, I would then talk to uh, each of our kids, our sons about um, about their body, how it's developing, 
and even the changes that are going to happen in their body. You, you use medical terms about um, their body, and then uh, I, I was talking to Josh the other day, and he said, well, he would t- he wants his kids to be totally open with him, and yeah. so he said he said he'll say to them, he'll use terms that are used on the playground, used in, in uh, shower rooms, um, um, and say to them, now, this is not inappropriate, and this is inappropriate. Do you do that? Yeah, we, um, that's a good question. We have told them these are terms that people have used that we don't use, and, um, and this is why we don't use them. Oh, that's good. And so there's, there's certain slang words or sl- words that wouldn't be appropriate. People still use those, but we don't use those, yeah. those that type of language. So we do use medical terms, um, and, and we just explain how your body is going to change. Okay. And, so, and it's very interesting how that the reactions that you get. I love the, the openness that it's, it is going from one level to another level with your child. And it's exciting to have that, that bond, that kinship, which is, I, I truly believe God designed us for parents to have. And if you approach them at, a, at that young age, then it's not like, it's not, it's, and you approach it in this way. It's not dirty talk. It's, yeah. It's just, wow, that's fascinating. That's interesting. Absolutely. Yes. And so some parents may be intimidated. Um, I've not, I've not uh, captured that. I've not experienced that. Um, not in the essence of me, myself personally, but as you're trying to relay that information, uh, I think Satan will many times put that in our mind um, to think, oh, your kids are going to make fun of you or um, this is going to be very awkward. That It's not the case or hasn't been the case Especially at all. Especially if you've guarded your children. Absolutely. And, and it really prepares them so when somebody comes along and says something they shouldn't say... Yeah, able to address that. And, and one of the reasons you're giving this is because you want y- yourself to be the main source of the information that they have. So, um, so the first um, talk deals with anatomy, walking with God. Now, the gift that we give them, um, or at least that, that I've developed for them, was a hygiene box. So in that hygiene box, it was a shoe box. And inside that box were all different gifts. It was hygiene products. So uh, there was a razor. There was um, shaving cream. There was... Um, there was um, a deodorant. There was soap. Special things. So it was. I even uh, there was even cologne. And so there is a value that I'm placing on this. I'm not just giving facts, but it's thought through things. You're going to need this growing up. But in there also, I had, I have a book um, that I've gone through and I've journaled to uh, my son personally. It's uh, called the 1718 series. So I developed it, per- developed it personally for him. But inside that, I put um, dollar bills. Uh, maybe $30, $1 bills along certain pages. So whenever he gets to those pages, he gets to keep those those dollars. So mm. it just gives him some incentive to want to want to read, want to uh, to grow in his walk with God. So that's the first one. That's Well, Trey's very motivated. He probably read all 30 chapters. <laughs> in one night. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's how the first, um, the detail of the first man talk goes. So this was probably about an hour and a half, two hours uh, of time that you're you're looking at spending with your child. Um, from there, um, uh, oh, and then what we did also after that, we went up to the mountains and, and we camped alone. So talking about all the things that God has made. So talking about your body, God's made your body. Um, and, and though your body's changing, uh, we went up and we camped after that. So we went up tented. Uh, we talked about all the things that God had made, how that things grow and how. So it was everything fell into place with what I talked about. Good. So uh, wow. that was the idea of that. So that was man talk one. Man Talk 2, 
um, detailed um, was specifically about pornography and guarding your eyes. So that was the topic of that. So the That's so important. So as go ahead. No, I was just thinking that by the Bible tells us that when we uh, that if we get involved in pornography, it's so damaging, it's so wicked. The Bible tells us that a person that commits adultery, and and Jesus describes. Uh, pornography or looking on a woman to lust as as adultery in your heart uh, so uh, so a person so Satan has just there's been an explosion of pornography in our country since the 1950s and our kids are exposed to it all the time it's so important that we teach them to guard themselves because the Bible says the person that gets involved in immorality in adultery uh, destroys his soul his yeah. ability to think right his ability to emote right his ability, his willpower, your your soul is your mind, your emotions, and will. And if, if, if uh, I am, if that is damaged, if that's destroyed, man, it just it'll make you totally and completely unstable. So teaching your children about pornography and avoiding that at a young age is so so essential. Now, some people would say, well, what if I, if I talk to him about him, is it going to make him curious? Uh, uh, and make them want to go and look at this stuff? And the answer to that question is no. Uh, you're going to warn them that this is terrible and Satan doesn't want, or God doesn't want this because it will destroy your soul. When yeah. you give them the warnings, it, it really... Oh, yeah. So, so, I mean, it just is damaging. And so one of the things that... And you mentioned this was a great, a great topic because uh, of if, kids, if kids become intrigued, you're providing the information that they're receiving. And so there may be uh, some of our kids, we may go at a deeper level. Some we're pulling back. So as a parent, you have to determine how deep you're going to go. And so, but once you start going, um, I, I ask questions. I ask a lot of questions because that determines the basis of their knowledge and how much they know. Yeah. And so instead of just unloading a whole bunch of information, asking them, about certain stuff will kind of give you a gauge of how much you can ask. Um, so, so that's our second uh, man talk. We we would go out to uh, we'd also go out to it. So going out to a, uh, a meal again, and um, and um, let's see here. So a nice dinner. What we would do is at this point is I would uh, tell our kids is I would say now that you are becoming an adult, you can order off the adult menu, and for them it was like. I can remember seeing their eyes. They get like this big. And no I, this more is, chicken fingers. No more chicken fingers. No more french fries. I said, uh, I said no more apple slices. I said, so, uh, and then I, this is what I told him. I Do said, you say this is just once? <laughs> this, next, no, I say, I say moving forward, this is. Now, I did, give, I did um, give a little bit more freedom. So this is what I told him. I said, you can order anything off of this menu, anything you want. It could be a hamburger. It could be uh, a lobster, whatever you want. It could be anything. And and I'm like, it, can we go up for a man talk? <laughs> yes, sir. However, we can help you. I'll, I'll, sh I'll, I'll enlighten you to a few things. I'm sure. Uh, so, so we. Um, so he said anything. I said, yeah, you can order anything that you want. And so um, he's like, really? And I said, yeah, you're becoming an adult, and I want you to start making decisions. And and as I shared that, he says, okay. He says, and what he did is this. This is very wise. He says, what do you think about ordering this? He says, should I order this? I'm like, well, if you'd like to, please order that. He, and he loves shrimp. And he said, he said, Dad, uh, could I order some shrimp or should I order steak? I said, whatever you want to order. He's like, I'll order steak. And so he ended up getting the, the cheaper of the two 
most expensive things, but I wanted to, him to know he had the freedom to get whatever he wanted. Because as he's starting to make right choices, I wanted him to know that there's that's blessing. Good. There's blessings with that. That's good. And so, um, so that's how that evening went. And we talked in detail about um, uh, about pornography. In fact, I told him that night. I said, "Look, has anyone ever shown you pornography before?" Um, he said, "No, no one has." And and we talked a little bit in depth about what pornography was, and uh, the the explanation of it. But um, and so he understood that the the, the uh, the defined terms of that. And I, I would say understanding what their terms are, because your terms in, in pornography may be different than their terms in pornography. Yeah, yeah. So being on the same level. But then I told him this. I said, um, has anyone ever showed you that? He said, no. I said, well, if anyone ever shows you pornography, I said, you have my permission to, uh, to punch them in the face. I said, I'll give you $20 if you do that. I said, if you knock them out, I'll give you $100. But uh, he says, and he started going around, and, and uh, he, he's very excited about that. He <laughs> hasn't gotten $20 or $100 yet, but, but I wanted him to know that I care about his, his purity. His I, would, I would like to say this, that we do not want to promote physical violence we, we here don't. there. I, I but just I wanna... would agree with that 100%. <laughs> if somebody's going to try and violate my soul, then I need to protect myself, and, uh, and that's great. The fact of the matter is this is there's been so many times there's been people that have reached out to us and said this person showed showed my son uh pornography on an iPad that they had at, at at school it wasn't this school but it was it was different states but the fact of the matter is people are showing other people and it destroys people's lives mm-hmm. i mean people i i grew up with people that today their lives are in in turmoil well, well listen there's Preachers have ruined their ministries because of because being have introduced being introduced to pornography when they were children. It's and awful. It, it's a, such an addictive behavior. It is horrible, and and I want my son to know, it even if I have, I am willing to show you. This is how important it is to me. I want to care for your pornography. And what Satan does is he tries to place a divide because if something, even if it's accidental, it is now there's this. There's this feeling that you have of guilt and shame. I can't tell my dad or mom. And, uh, and as this is placed in between there, there's a wedge now between the relationship of the child and the parent. Yeah. And I want him to know, you can come to me about anything. And so this, uh, this second um, man talk is specifically details guarding your eyes. The gift that we gave our son was we gave him, um, we gave him a BB gun. Now, we didn't give him unlimited rights to that. We hold it, but we explained here how the importance of this, a BB gun can is good, but it can also cause damage to you. And so this gift was purposeful in the area of we want to guard you, but we also want to teach you how to use what God has given to you um, and what God wants to give you in the future as you get married. And so that was our second man talk. So first one had to deal specifically about anatomy, walking with God. Biology. Yeah, biology. Second one is about um, you, uh, protecting your mind, your heart, uh, through the area of, of um, staying clean and staying pure. And then the third one um, that we have that we talked about. And so the third one is... Um, uh, the third, the third man talk it has to deal with um, really staying pure and abstinence, and so that's kind of next step. As they're so each of these man talks, they're a little farther. They're about eight months, and like I said, it would be dependent upon how um, how you feeling they're they're adjusting to these. But uh, they would be about six to 
10 months apart, I would say, just in generality from, from when you have each one. But this last one, the man talk that we have, specifically what I have them to do is I have them um, pick the activity that they are going to do so that we're going to do together. It may be uh, going to a trampoline park. It may be going um, to, um, to the Venture Dome. It may be going go-karting. But they are going to choose the activity that we do. So I'm, what I want to do is my whole drive in this is starting to talk about their desire. So trying to control their desire. Where last time is kind of understanding how our body works, uh, guarding specific things. But now starting to develop the desires that they have to be God's desires. And, and teaching them to control those Yeah, so, so when we get to do this, we would then go, uh, we go to a meal and then we have the discussion about uh, about desires. Now there's now not all desires are bad. There's there's good desires and there are bad desires and determining how and what each of those are. So um so he choo- uh so he would choose in advance and then the gift that would be given for this specifically is the area of um we would give him a, a family crest. And the purpose of this is showing him that there is heritage, what our heritage is. And showing him um, um, his uh, so showing him his heritage and the importance of it. So you are carrying on our family name. You're carrying, and it's not a pressured thing, but it's the idea of knowledge of understanding. Hey, this is who we are. This is who we have been in our family. But you have a great capability. You have a great uh, responsibility. A responsibility of of carrying this out. And so, like I said, you don't want to. There's not a pressure thing that you're putting on them. Hey, I'm going to be over your shoulder watching you. But the idea is, you're special. You are special. This is what our family best um, is, and so um, so uh, that's that's what the uh, the last one is. So well, that's great. We we have spent, I've spent a lot of time teaching teenagers and young people. I I I, ta- I would talk to them about. I used an illustration that actually I got when I was in college. A guy named uh, a really great preacher. Um, in fact, I haven't seen him for years, but his name was Bob Stone. Talked taught us what we called the biological hand grenade ladder and uh, I would we would in, in instruct our kids that first Corinthians 7 1 says it's good for a man not to touch a woman now we live in a culture today that promotes uh, 10 11 year olds uh, teenagers if you would uh, that it's okay to hold hands, it's okay to kiss, and it's sort of cute, and you, you watch a Disney movie, and you see their first kiss, you, and it's sad to me, because I'm thinking, man, something that should be saved for marriage is displayed as cute and fun and, and you know, fuzzy, warm, and, and something you'll never forget. And that's the truth. You don't forget your first kiss. Yeah. Uh, and w- so we have taught our children that the Bible says it's good for a man not to touch a woman. That is, you need to keep your hands to yourself because what happens is, is it's like walking up the steps of a ladder. You, you go to the first step and that, and that doesn't satisfy anymore. So they start holding hands and then pretty soon they're getting a little, further, yeah. a little kiss and then that, now they're making out and now they're necking and now and it just the whole reason of getting on a ladder is to go to the top and we don't want you don't want to get Absolutely. to the top so you so you stay off the ladder um, a biological hand grenade ladder very very important that we understand uh, and that we teach our children that so I appreciate the fact that you are you're telling these you're telling your children 
look, uh, you need to control these things, and, and, and here's why, because here's the negative results. One thing I didn't mention in uh, this third talk um, is that we even explain even the act of marriage, um, what happens. Now, in saying that, there are different levels. I, I would say, you know, you have level G, which is very, very basic. General, yeah. Very, very general, yeah. Then you PG and PG-13 and, and onward up. Um, so depending on how your child is, and once again, you, wanna, you want to ask questions to see how much your child knows. So you, what you're, you're, you're not wanting to give them the MA version, uh, the mature audience version, but yeah. what you're wanting to do is, is giving them a little bit more than what they have, or maybe even a little bit more than that. And so in doing so, what you're doing is allowing them, giving them direction for the knowledge that they're going to receive, so that way they can understand and develop to be the um the husband that god would intend them to be yeah so um and then creating that dialogue is essential because you want them to keep coming back to you yeah it encourages me when i hear preachers say you know my son came to me and told me after these talks my son came to me and my son said to me uh dad somebody told me about something somebody showed me something or i saw something or i had a particular desire don't get, don't panic out when that happens. When your son comes to you and says, hey, uh, I'm having this desire, or I saw this thing, or I looked at something, you need to thank God. Yeah. I had one parent call me up and say, I, I don't know what to do. My kid told me he saw pornography. Uh, we live in a world, we live in a culture where it is filled uh, with pornography. Uh, and you need to understand that they're going to see things. Your response must be a measured, calm response uh, that says, uh, we okay? Yeah. Good, all right. We, uh, yeah, it needs to be a measured, calm response that says, hey, thank you for telling me this, and you need to thank God that he told you that, and then, uh, and then say, let's talk about this, and let's talk about why we don't want to do and let's set up safeguards yeah are you going to talk oh. about setting up safeguards for your kids so uh, let me let me can i, yes, can go I ahead. respond to your question or your what you just said uh, i think many times that parents feel as if they have failed if their child sees pornography they've not guarded well enough or they have not um, done something right it's not a matter of if your child sees pornography it's a it's a matter of when your child sees pornography because because and especially in the world that we live in your child is going to see pornography they are but you want to prepare them for when they see pornography and so and how to respond and how to respond so a parent may think oh no i've i've not done a good job parenting because my child has saw pornography and so they will they will think oh i've i've blown it i've i've not done what I should have as a parent. No, it's okay. It's okay, especially when they come to you and they're open with you. What they're creating is they're creating a relationship with you that God intended for you to have, and you're developing that. Yeah. And so you thank God for that, because as they're coming to you, you are molding just the their fact thinking. That they're com just the fact that they're yeah, coming to and you, I would even that openness is so, so... I would even say to your child, you know what, I'm so glad you came to me. Because what they're, and they, they may be like, really? Yeah, I'm so glad that you came to me because, because, um, because this is, let me, there's a few things that you, there's a few things I want to help you with. Yeah. And it's not that you're not in trouble. You're not in trouble at all. 
And that's what you want to establish some that's parameters exactly right. is if I found out about this and you didn't tell me, you would be in trouble at that, at that, probably at that point. But by you coming to me, I want you to understand you are not in trouble. And then talk about their feelings. What did you feel whenever this happened? Well, I felt a little guilty or even shame. I didn't even know what to do. And those, the more that they are open up, opening up to you, the more you are seeing how much they're drawing to you. And that's what they need is someone to help them in their life emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and even physically. That's what they need. Our response to our children's mistakes will impact the rest of our their lives. I, I remember uh, Matthew was, uh, when he was just learning to drive, he was 15 and a half years old. One day he got in the, um, he got in our caravan, which was parked next to, we had this great big bubble top van, got in the caravan and without my permission um, and without anybody in there, he just had his permit and he backed the car up. He scraped the entire side of the caravan, oh, no. hurt the, 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 the door, scraped it so that you couldn't open the side door and it just left this huge mark alongside the van. And then, uh, and uh, uh, within, within five minutes of doing that, I'm sure he sat in the car thinking, what am I gonna do? <laughs> so he came, he came in and he said, Dad, he said, I just wrecked the caravan. And in your mind, you're thinking, and I'm oh, thinking, no. Here's what I want to do. I want to <laughs> scream and holler and yell. And I thought, nope. I said, well, let's go look at it. We went and looked at it. And my, all these things are, oh, we can't afford this. And what's going to happen? And, oh, man. It's just, I, I, but I looked at him and I said, I said, How, are you okay? He said, yeah. I said, well, good, because you're a whole lot more important than this caravan. Oh, man. That's and, so good. And then... Uh, uh, he said, that's all. I really? Said, yeah. <laughs> I said, you should not have moved this without, without, without my permission. You shouldn't have done that. You learn anything from that? Yeah. He said, yeah. And, um, I, I'm, I want you to understand that I didn't always respond in the right way, but that time I did. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and, uh, it really, it, uh, that, that kind of response really creates an openness and it lets people it lets your kids know hey what i'm saying to you about this is because i love you because i care about you right and not because i want to ruin your life that's a very valuable point as well sometimes in emotional state whenever we're brought information as a parent we always think the worst as he as he told you i wreck the van i'm sure you're thinking oh no the van is totaled because yeah. and, and that's what I would have I don't I don't know if that's what you thought, but that's what I would have thought the van is totaled. And I probably may have not had such a, a, a good response to that. <laughs> Me, the more, older I get, the better I am learning to develop that uh, sense of grace. Yeah, God doesn't give you the grace for a 16 year old until you got one. <laughs> <laughs> but but that is so so important. Yeah. And um that's great. That's fascinating. Well, I don't know if we have any time. If you have any questions or maybe uh, some questions that you have. Do, we did, do we we have did have two questions uh, that came in. Um, the first one was, what if your children are adults and they ask you questions? So so this is a, wow, do you want to answer this? I'll, I'll, well, I'll, I, you have adult children. Okay. My, my children ask me questions all the time. Uh, so yeah. like what happens when you kiss? That was the one I asked you <laughs> last week, right? <laughs> The, uh, um, 
my some of my, my one of my daughters is married to an extremely difficult uh, man. That that wouldn't be me. Would it? <laughs> but uh, the the truth of the matter is, you just need to be. Uh, your children will ask you questions if you are older. Always promote the relationship between the husband and the wife. That be, between uh, between them always uh, always encourage them that. Um, that your relationship with your spouse is more important than your relationship with me, and you need to guard that relationship. And um, there's there there you need to be careful. I think people need to be very careful about going to their parents about a conflict they have with their spouse. Uh, if you're going to do that, you need to do that together. Uh, if if um, if you're if you have a conflict with your spouse, you should find someone who is absolutely um, uh, object, uh, not objective, uh, not subjective, but objective, yes, in their, in their thinking. And uh, a pastor or uh, a Christian counselor, Pastor Neil, actually has a degree in biblical counseling, uh, a master's degree in biblical counseling, and a tremendous uh, uh, helper to so many. So I would say this, uh, if your if your children come to you asking you questions, then at, try to be as objective as possible. Don't take sides, and and uh, if if there's a conflict in the marriage, recommend that they find an objective counselor that they can go to. And can I uh, add to that? Um, I love the transparency of this question because um, what do I? Maybe this is coming from someone who maybe wasn't taught properly or didn't have the information as as a as a um, as a parent, and they're thinking through okay. How do I talk to my kids or how do I talk to each other or what do I even do in this, in even the, the parameters of marriage? And so I love the transparency of that. Um, but I would say um, through this is, um, is asking, uh, asking, learning as far as what that is, because there may be still wanting that relationship, that, that uh, direction um, as as a parent, at least some, some direction as far as where to go, but also um, maybe they're asking for their kids and so not knowing what to say to their kids. Yeah, so you go, what you do is you find a godly counselor. You go to a, a uh, get, get books by James Dobson, get other, other good books, contact uh, our church, find out, uh, contact uh, uh, your pastor if you're in another city and say, and, and get advice about what you should say to your children. If you do not know the answers to their questions, then find the answers and say, hey, listen, I had a, I had, uh, a man call me <laughs> some time ago and he said, listen, I have some questions about how to deal with a particular situation in their home. And I said, you know what, let me get off the phone and let me go pray for this about, about a half an hour and then give you a call back so that I can give you, uh, uh, give you what I believe is God's direction and let me search the scriptures for an answer. Um, when I was raising my children, there were all sorts of questions I had. And I had people like, uh, I had mentors that I would go to and I would ask for biblical insight from them. So get yourself a mentor yeah. so that you can get wisdom, so that you can answer the questions for your That's so helpful. For your children. Finding a good mentor, I just wrote that down, um, because we're all learning. We're all learning how to be a better parent. We're all learning how to be a better husband. Um, a book that was helpful in um, in dealing with this issue as far as with, with our kids is How Are You Changing by Jane Graver. This this is, has all different ages. 
but um, in fact, there was some cartoons in it. It's a it's a good godly Christian family, but inside that, um, it, it was some some characters that looked um, or there were men and women. I think you're mo- you're moving out okay. of the camera. Okay, so there so was so there was a few um, a few images my breath that okay? we. It's it's okay. <laughs> and so there was a few images that were um, a little bit more graphic than what we would have. So we just colored them in. And so, but that's a very good book. What we did is that was one of the, in one of the gifts, I gave that to uh, our son. And so we talked about that. So he reads a chapter, uh, I've, I've read it, and then he'll read a chapter and then we'll talk about it. So the different changes that he has. Let me give that to you one more time. It's called How Are You Changing by Jane Graver is, uh, is that. And so we looked it over before giving it to them. Uh, making sure, and we did that with all of our books, is making sure that nothing was inappropriate. We didn't want them to feel um, weird or uh, awkward in reading through that. And was there another question? There was. There was one more question. Would you like to get Go ahead. the other question? Okay. The ne- the other question was, what about your grandchildren? If grandchildren come to you with questions, do you talk to them or do you direct them oh, to their mom question, or dad? Yeah. What we always do is we ask, I, I, w- I go to the parents and I say to the parents, listen, I was asked by your son or by your daughter this particular question, how do you want me to handle it? And my kids normally say, oh, talk to them, go ahead and talk to them, because they've heard me talk for, for years, that's all <laughs> I ever do is talk, that's what I get paid to do. So, uh, but if they, they would say, I have had, I have had uh, one of my kids say to me, Oh, thank you for telling me that. Let me deal with that issue, and and so honor the the um, decisions of your uh, of your children. Uh, but and and uh, I I'm as open with my grandchildren as I am with my children, uh, but I don't discuss anything with them that I think their parents may not want me to. Understanding the boundaries is a big part of yes. uh, keeping that. Um, communication open not just with the parent-child relationship but also with the the the, the your child and you as a grandparent yeah. if you're cause you don't want to cross that boundary that's exactly right you uh, if uh, you're not going to have any influence any influence over those grandchildren if you're talking to them about things that your children don't want you talking to them about so we very very much have given total freedom to our kids to live their life and uh, we are as involved as they will allow us to be. Listen, you've got a list of other resources. Can I give those to you? Yeah. So uh, with the remaining time that we have, so there's some books that I came across that have been very helpful in giving me um, some direction. And let me give those to you right now. It's uh, So Robert Lewis wrote a book called Raising a Modern Day Knight, uh, A Father's Role in Guiding His Son into Authentic Manhood. This was a good book that helped give us, and the gifts that we, um, the gifts that we have given, uh, was helpful. It was actually given right out of this book, um, the idea of training the knight. You're training the knight. There are certain things that happen in doing so, and that was out of that book. Uh, Men's Relational Toolbox by Gary Smalley. This is for the. Um, this book would be primarily for the the dad as you're developing your um, interpersonal skills in relating to your child. Gary Smalley really helped me a lot when uh, we were raising children. Very, very good guy. So uh, Six Ways to Keep the Good in Your Boy by Dana and Bob Gresh. Um, this talks about really guarding your children's purity um, and what to do. It gives you some practical aspects in addition to what we've given uh, today. Um, Gary Chapman is another great author, uh, Five Love Languages for Children. Um, knowing your child's love language is essential to you reaching them, to you developing their personal skills, um, understanding that I've talked to many parents. I said, um, I said, do you know what your child's uh, love language is? 
And many of them, yes, yes, some, no, I don't. The, understand where your child's love language is, how they, how they communicate love. And so that would be through the, the areas that he gives, um, five different areas. I know I've won Trey's heart by giving him shrimp. Yeah, I he loves shrimp. Shrimp, shrimp is, is his he love loves shrimp. So uh, Gary Chapman is on our on our program every day on our radio uh, KVXL 101.1 FM. You can you can uh, listen to him or KVXL101.com uh, on a regular basis. He is. He has a, a one minute program that's on uh, daily, and then um, he has an hour long program called Building Relationships, which airs on weekends. But I don't remember what time off the top of my head. Okay. So. Stay tuned in. Yeah, just keep listening. Listen 24-7. You won't miss it. <laughs> One of the first books that we talked to our kids about or read to them is uh, by Kristen Jensen. Um, it's Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. It really develops a conversation about pornography in a, a very elementary um, way. And so that's, that is, um, it develops a conversation. Okay. So that's a good book. Um, Bringing Up Boys, obviously, uh, second time mentioning him, James Dobson. But uh, Bringing Up Boys, very good. It talks about kids that um how do you talk about um even further stuff that we've not talked about uh you know identity um sexual identity and um boys that may be um in other aspects that we've not talked about so uh and then um there's a a great author here a local a local pastor um wrote a wrote a book raising god's kids in sin city and so excellent book it is yeah you You were a little hesitant at first you're like wait who's this guy but uh a great great book probably one of my favorite books (laughs) he's on live too (laughs) on uh, liberty he is on uh, kvxl he sure is so these are great um these are great resources if you have some other resources i would love to know those i'm always trying to develop and grow my um, understanding for, for the idea of parenting. I want to be the best parent that God would have me to be. And so please post those, put those in there. If you've come across some books that have been helpful also. Okay. Let me say this. If you, if uh, you are listening and you do not have the book, uh, KV, uh, you have not have the book raising God's kids in sin city by my, by me. Uh, if you are one of the, if you're the first, one of the first five people to call in in the next, uh, you can call the church in the next five minutes. 702-647-4522. Uh, you can, uh, I'll, we'll give you that book absolutely free. And what should they say whenever they call? Uh, please give me the book. <laughs> please give me the book. <laughs> uh, I, I, this book is written because we want parents to know how to get their children involved in ministry and love the ministry of the Word, and it's based on how we raised our children. So, so if you're watching on uh, Facebook Live as well, that would go for uh, you as well. 702, what was the number again? 647-4522. Or if you text in right now, you can text in at 702-829-0405. So that ends this conversation. I'm so glad that you came. It's good to be here. This is Tice Talks, where it's more than a conversation. Crystal, do we have anything we have to say in order to end? Nope. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining in.